Welcome back to the TGI Podcast, and welcome into our first official Thanksgiving episode of the season. I hope you enjoyed our Christmas Podcast Day episode and our first episode of The List that dropped last week. So if you haven't given them a listen, please go back, give those a listen. I think you'll enjoy them both. Uh, Finding Thanksgiving-specific episodes isn't always easy, so I'm glad that we're about to debut a show this week that we have yet to cover on the podcast. So without further ado... On to the show. two-part episode called Turkey in the Straw. Part one of the episode uh, premiered on November 14th, 1988, and the second part premiered the following night on November 15th. It was the seventh and eighth episodes of the show's third season. Now, the show Elf premiered on September 22nd of 1986, and it ran through March 24th of 1990. It's a show... (laughs) <laughs> that it's absurd when you really describe it to somebody, but it's so perfectly 80s and 90s. It's a show about an alien life form, otherwise known as Elf, named Gordon Shumway, who crashed in a suburban family's garage. And it's based around the hijinks of this alien living with this family and him not getting caught by the authorities or the neighbors being a little suspicious. So it played into a formula that we have seen on TV before when you think of a show like I Dream a Genie or Bewitched, like the the, uh, the nosy neighbors and different things like that. Uh, but despite the popularity of Elf, it ran for only four seasons. It did have 102 episodes, which was more than I thought for a show that ran four seasons. I don't know why I was thinking much lower, but 102 is a pretty substantial amount of episodes for this show. When it initially ended, it was left on a cliffhanger before a TV movie uh, tried to tie up the loose ends a handful of years later. A lot of people didn't like it. It didn't have the Tanner family in it. It was just kind of a jumbled mess. But Elf has managed to sort of live in the zeitgeist of things over the years. You occasionally see Elf pop back up in random stuff all the time. There have been long rumors for quite a while of a reboot uh, Warner Bros. Uh, Warner Brothers attempted to do it a few years ago before they ended up canceling the project. And then Shout Factory, they currently own the rights and they're reportedly working on developing new material. So we'll see if something comes of that. But that uh, it's the rumor that comes up every once in a while that that Elf is going to return, but we haven't seen it materialize just yet. As for my own personal history, I highly doubt this was something I watched when. 
it was running live. Uh, the show debuted just a few months after I was born, and it ended right before my fourth birthday, so I don't think I was really the target demographic. I don't even know if my parents watched this. I kind of doubt it. It doesn't really seem like something they would have watched, but I do know that I ended up watching a fair amount of this while it was in syndication. I also vaguely remember watching the animated Elf series, the cartoon version of this, when it was younger, but there's a lot about the series I do not remember at all. Honestly, I pretty much don't remember anything. The only episode I could really tell you about that uh, has any lasting memory for me is the infamous Christmas episode. So I came into this one completely blind in terms of what this episode was all about. Now, the main cast of the show includes Paul Fusco. He does the voice of Alf. Max Wright played the role of the dad, Willie Tanner. And uh, Sheedan played Willie's wife, Kate Tanner. Lynn Tanner, the daughter of Willie and Kate, was played by Andrea Elson. And their son, Brian Tanner, was played by Benji Gregory. You also have the nosy neighbors next door, the Akmonics. Uh They're played by Liz Sheridan as Raquel, who I know best as Jerry's mom in Seinfeld. Uh, and then you also have Jake LaMotta as Trevor. And Josh Blake plays Jake, who is their nephew who lives with them. Now, this episode, it also included David Ogden Steers as the character Flaky Pete. Uh, we have Michael Champion playing Sergeant Matt Fox, and we'll talk a little bit about quite the oddity that is his character in this, and not anything in terms of the script or anything or the way he plays it, but there's something about him that's a little off that we will talk about. And last but not least, we have David Nell playing the character named Dudley. But before we jump into this episode, I do believe we have a little bit of Christmas we need to take care of. Now it is time for a Christmas connection. We had to do a little bit of digging here for our Christmas connection to this episode. And so we're actually turning to Flaky Pete himself, David Ogden Steers, and his appearance as the voice of Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. You've been to the dinner. You've been to the dance. Now, be our guest for a Beauty and the Beast Christmas celebration with the special edition release of Disney's Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. We're going to have the greatest Christmas ever. Now, the enchanting story continues as Belle... She's planning Christmas? ...and her magical friends... The master has forbidden Christmas. Well, no one can forbid Christmas. As long as there's Christmas. Bring the joy of Christmas to the castle and warm the heart of a beast. It's from a girl. With all the original voice talents. Splendid. <laughs> new friends. Show-stopping songs. Stories and stories. And never-before-seen DVD bonus features. Oh, oh, la, la. This beloved Beauty and the Beast holiday classic is even more magical than ever. It's wonderful. Oh. Walt Disney Pictures presents the special edition of Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas on Disney DVD and Video, November, for a limited time only. What are we waiting for, Christmas? As for this episode, we turn to Peacock and this very simple synopsis of the episode, the Tanners join the Akmonic's bizarre relatives for Thanksgiving dinner. Now, <laughs> that doesn't go into the full extent of the pure craziness of this episode 
but we'll definitely get to that. Now the episode, it opens up, and we have Elf explaining to Willie and Kate what Thanksgiving was like back on his home planet of Melmac. And there they have the holiday called Fapiano. And it was a little more similar to Christmas with the way that Elf is describing it with a Fapiano tree. It gets put up, uh, prizes are placed underneath the tree, prizes and presents and different things like that. Elf also mentions that they, of course, ate cats on the special day, uh, much like humans eat turkey. Now, Fapiano, uh, the holiday here, was named after Bob Fapiano, who held a variety of different roles on the show. Uh, so I kind of like that there was a little nod to somebody uh, somebody in the crew who worked on this and just the randomness of his last name being the name of a very special holiday to Elf on his own planet. I also have to point out that the Tanner's Kitchen is so ungodly garish, and I know it was the 80s. I know that in the 80s we had strange tastes and things were weird, Looking back now on certain parts of the 90s, you could say it was weird as well. But this place is strange. You have blue trim, green cabinets. It is ugly. It is so ugly. But in a way that kind of makes you uh, long for that era as well. Now, Kate, she goes to pull the turkey out from the refrigerator. And we see that it's been completely eaten down. All that remains are the bones. Elf, he admits... He ate the thing raw like it was turkey sushi, which, (laughs) I mean, props to Elf there for just going for it. You know, he knows who he is as a character and he's going for it. Willie, as Willie typically is in this show, is beside himself. And I wish I could do a Willie impression. I'm not going to try because I know it would be terrible. But Willie is just, when he's exasperated, it is so funny. But Elf, uh, Elf said, look, it's a tradition on Fabiano to eat from the moment you get up until all the presents are open. So he was just going with what was tradition and eating everything he could find. Now, after this disaster, Willie says, you know what? And now it's all ruined. I'm going to have to go to the store and look for a turkey. Uh, and then he grabs his jacket. It's raining outside. He, and he trudges out the door. We go through the amazing amazing opening credits of this show which i've always loved and when we return from the credits we're at the tanner house once again and brian and elf are going over brian's lines because brian is going to be playing a pilgrim in a thanksgiving play and after elf tries to eat a wax apple from a thanksgiving cornucopia which i also love uh kate gets on him about eating the turkey again and She's like, I still can't believe you did this. And then all of a sudden we hear that Raquel from next door is knocking. So she runs over into the kitchen and Raquel is flustered here. And she's talking about how there is a bum and she keeps saying bum. They try to say homeless person, but she keeps saying bum. She's saying this bum is creeping into everyone's garbage cans and is being a total nuisance. Now, immediately, I think... She's talking about Elf, but we end up learning it's an actual homeless person. But Raquel, she's accusing Kate of feeding this bum, and then Willie comes inside from the store. He's all bundled up from the storm, and Raquel thinks he is the bum. But once he takes off his hat, he takes off his jacket, they realize that it's actually Willie. And this is where Willie is very dejected. 
And he said they were all out of turkeys, and all he could find was a handful of frozen Cornish game hens. Kate's like, Willie, it's going to take me for, I don't even know if we're going to be able to cook these. Like, because they're frozen, it's going to take me forever to make dinner. And Raquel's like, why are you guys putting on this show? Why don't you just ask me if you could come over to eat? They're like, eh, you know, they very clearly don't want to go there. But Raquel insists and they eventually agree to go to her house with the entire Akmanic clan for what's going to be a crazy, crazy Thanksgiving. Willie now, so she leaves, and Willie is now livid. Livid. You thought he was angry before. He is even more angry now because he just found out that Elf ate the sweet potato pie that Kate had made. So at this point, he has eaten an 18-pound turkey, and he's eaten what we find out is only half of the sweet potato pie uh, because he ended up giving the other half to the bum that Raquel was talking about. So in addition to some of the food, Elf also gave this guy who he is named Ed uh, for some reason, some of Willie's clothes. Now, the way that it was set up was that Elf was sort of just leaving stuff out for this guy. He never interacted with him, but he's leaving out some clothes. He's leaving out some food. And he said he did it because of Fapiano tradition, where they try to give back to others. So, very Thanksgiving-like in that moment from Elf. Uh, but despite Elf trying to be a good person, he ended up putting a lot of Willie's clothes out in the trash. So, Willie goes outside, and he's trying to dig out some of his clothes out of the garbage so that this guy doesn't end up coming and taking them. So, when he's out there, he hears something in the garage... And when he pokes his head inside, he sees this Ed character who is actually named Flaky Pete. And we get a very weird interaction here where Flaky Pete doesn't seem all that concerned that he's just hanging out in this random guy's garage. Like, Willie doesn't even seem overly concerned. But Willie's like, hey, you know, I I could take you to a shelter. I work uh, with people that can help help you in this type of situation and all this. And the guy's like, uh, shelter, why would I ever want to do this? And he walks out into the rain. And you think, okay, maybe that's the end of it. Uh, we head into another commercial break, and when we return then, the entire family is, they're all dressed up, they're decked out, and they're firmly against the idea of going to the Akmonics for Thanksgiving. But, of course, since they were asked, and since they said yes... Uh, they're now going over there with their own chairs in tow. They have to bring their own chairs, which Raquel made very clear before they left that they had to bring their own chairs with them. And at this point, and this was a part of the episode I, I've, I found very funny, where Willie gave Elf a note, and it's got the Akmonic's number in case of an emergency, including a list of all the things Elf cannot do while they're gone. And it is just a absurdly long list. So essentially, Elf is allowed to sit there and do nothing because this list of things he can't do is very, very long. So they head out and we now see them at the Akmonic's house and it is a wild group of people here at this dinner. You know, the Akmonic's in this show are made out to be the weird, uh, eccentric neighbors and of course their family is going to be much the same. And their nephew Dudley, very strange as well, and he's trying to hit on Lynn while they're sitting down eating. Um, He's hitting on her really hard, and she's like, ugh, 
Okay, and she gets up and just leaves. And she walks over. She goes back home next door. And Elf is super excited to see her because he's been kind of hanging out all alone by himself on Thanksgiving Day or Fat Piano in this situation. So he's excited to see her. And she's like, look, I smuggled you some dessert. Which, when she opens the container and gives it to him, he's like, what is it? Rubber vomit? But she reveals it is actually pumpkin jello. And what is funny is pumpkin jello is a f- gets a laugh out of people in the crowd of this episode. But when you think of it in 2023 terms, pumpkin jello, and especially pumpkin pudding, which is a thing, pumpkin spice pudding is a thing, it doesn't really seem that odd considering the renaissance uh or the era that we live in now that pumpkin and pumpkin spice flavored things are all the rage so pumpkin jello doesn't sound that out of out of the ordinary now but i do know back then it would have been seemed as like what what who the heck would be eating pumpkin jello but just then as the two they're talking to each other we see this flaky pete character is back and he's outside and he spots elf in the window clear as day he sees this figure, this alien, sitting at the table talking to this girl. So he is totally caught off guard. He cannot believe it. Lynn, she ends up going back next door. And Pete, we now see, is in the garage. He picks up the phone and he calls the Alien Task Force. And he explains to the man on the phone what Elf looks like. He's describing he's got fur all over. He's short. Uh, and he has, quote, a nose in the shape of Nebraska. Uh, and then the alien task force officer immediately thinks Pete is crazy, but he takes down the information anyways. He starts typing in the, the address of the house and stuff. And it reveals that they investigated at that address a couple of years ago, uh, because of a phone call from, uh, Mrs. Akmonic from next door. So they decide, you know what? We actually should probably go check this out. So they tell him on the phone that, uh, We're going to be there as soon as we can, but it's going to take a little bit. And Pete is super excited about this because he knows there's a a reward available. I I believe it's $5,000. So this can really help this man out to get this money. And so he's, the, the task force tells him, don't engage, just stay away from it from right now. We'll be there as soon as we can. But of course he gets off the phone and he immediately walks inside and he says hello to Elf who now knows he's about to be in some trouble. And that wraps up the very first part of this two-part episode. Next Thursday, The Hub invites you to a Fapiano feast. That's Thanksgiving on Melmac. Alf will be teaching us all about it. It's a great holiday. Introducing us to the differences between our Thanksgiving and his. The presents, the Fapiano tree, and my favorite part, eating a big juicy cat. Stop! Okay, okay. We'll have turkey. Alf's Fapiano Feast. Thanksgiving starting at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. It could happen. Only on the hub. When the second episode begins, we are right back where we were at the end of the first episode. And Flaky Pete has confronted Elf and he tries to pretend to be a dog because Elf is very aware that if he gets caught, some bad things can happen. But Pete, he's not startled by this at all. He clearly knows that Elf is not a dog. He believes he's an alien. Pete tries to convince him he's not a bad guy, and you know what? I'm actually a friend of Willie's. And Elf wants to know how he knows Willie, and he says Willie told him to come uh, and keep Elf company. 
Elf is very skeptical of it, uh, while at the same time, Pete is kind of taking note of everything about Elf, and he's noting his fur and his feet and his big nose, and immediately he guesses that Elf is from the planet K-171, which Elf says is Niesbeck, and there's no intelligent life there. And he tells Pete he's from Melmac, but he can't tell anyone where he's from. And then Elf then tells him all about, he's like, look, if you tell somebody that I'm here, uh, there's this alien task force. They come and they hunt down aliens and they do very bad things to them. So you can't tell anyone about me. So Elf is kind of, um, uh, you know, just a little jaded here, not quite understanding. He's very trustworthy here of Pete from the jump, but we'll kind of see what goes into this a little bit later on. But we go back, we're at the Akmonic's house. Raquel and her husband are singing. It's kind of like an opera performance. I, it's mainly filler, but it's really showing the crazy and wackiness that is going on over at their house. We, we jump back again. We're at the Tanner's house. And Elf, he introduces himself officially to Pete now in this moment. And he tells him, uh, you know, his name is Gordon. And when Pete gets a phone call, Pete then gets a phone call. Which, again, by modern standards, not a big deal if somebody has a phone in their pocket and it's ringing. But he has the house phone in his pocket. But he gets the phone call. He answers it. It is the Alien Task Force. And so he's trying to explain to them, the alien task force, that, uh, you know, everything about Elf, but he's also trying to make sure Elf doesn't catch on to him. So he's making Elf think he's talking to his mother. Uh, But on the line, the officer reveals that they're coming soon to get him and they're going to be there in a bit. And he notes that they may have to kill the alien when they get there. And right there in that moment, you get this little glimmer from Pete that maybe he thinks he might be doing the wrong thing here. But of course, we jump over, we're back next door at the Thanksgiving dinner at the Akmonics, and it is a disaster. Dudley is again bothering Lynn and trying to hit on her and just being overall creepy and weird. And then we get a little kid who flings food right at Willie's face, smack dab, right in the glasses, right on his schnoz, everything. And that goes into a commercial break. And when we return, Elf is now feeling very comfortable with Pete. And he's showing some photos to him. And he's talking a little bit more about his life on Melmac. So Elf is very uh, willing to share a lot of things with this guy. Even though he just met him. But in Elf's brain, he thinks this guy is a friend of Willie's. So if he's a friend of Willie's, then I could talk to him. And so the more and more they start to talk, the more... Pete starts to connect with Elf. And Elf explains that, you know, the reason it's here is because his planet blew up. And Pete reveals he used to be in the military, but he left when he realized nothing was worth blowing up a planet for. Which, weird, but okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, Just a weird way to connect these two characters. But he said he used to do some space research, so that's why he knew the name of that planet from earlier. And this is when he finds out that Elf is actually the one who's been leaving the food out for him. So again, you get Pete here connecting with Elf and realizing, you know, this guy might not be as bad as as I think he might be just because he's an alien. He's doing good things and he's doing good things for me. He's a nice guy. He's a nice uh, a nice alien, as it were. Again, the phone rings 
And at this point, Pete learns that the alien task force is about 30 minutes out. Pete, he's trying to push back a little bit now, and he's trying to say, oh, you know, maybe take your time, or maybe it might not be worth it to come, blah, blah, blah. And the officer says when they arrive, they'll call the phone, let it ring one time, and that's going to be Pete's signal to get out of the house. Now, this is where <laughs> I brought it up earlier about the the sergeant in this episode, uh, Sergeant Matt Fox. And I said there was going to be something worth pointing out. Now, if you've seen this episode, you would know what I'm about to talk about. And the officer, for absolutely no reason that we're given, has his arm in a sling. He... <laughs> As if he had broken his arm or broken his elbow or something like that. And there's no explanation for it. And I assume it has nothing to do with the plot since it never comes up. But it's so strange to think that this actor probably hurt himself. And they were just like, ah, we'll leave it in. It's just so strange to me that this guy is just wearing a a brace for really no reason and it's in a sling and it's not brought up it's not mentioned it has nothing to do with the character but it's so random and odd to see him wearing this but i just i had to bring it up because it's just so strange but now at this point pete is very uncomfortable and he's starting to get a little more restless about the idea of the task force uh, coming and taking Elf in this situation, but then Brian and Jake, the Akmonic's uh, nephew, come in, and I had to look it up because I wasn't 100% sure, but at this point, Jake had already met Elf before, and he has not told his aunt and uncle about him, so Jake's cool, you know, Jake's a cool kid, can appreciate it. He also, I'm seeing him, and I'm trying to think of where I knew him from, but and he played a Greek boy on an episode of Full House that DJ basically fell in love with. And I believe they walked around the table and got quote-unquote married in that episode. But immediately I'm like, gosh, this kid looks familiar. Why do I know him? And I saw that that was from that. But uh, they get startled, of course, by seeing this Flaky Pete character. And Brian immediately yells at Elf. And he's like, you're not supposed to have anybody in the house. Uh, But the boys, they run off. Uh, after Elf is like, no, 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 it's fine. He's one of your dad's friends. It's no big deal. But after Brian walks out, you see Josh kind of look back at him, and he seems he's got this little skeptical look in his in his eye, and he walks away. But the boys then return uh, back to the Akmonic, and Jake tells Willie that Pete's over there, and Willie is he doesn't know what's going on. So the Tanners they immediately say they gotta go, and they leave, and they go back home. Once he walks in, Willie starts yelling at Pete before he yells at Alf uh, for letting Pete in the house. And Willie's like, look, man, I let you, you know, we were letting you be in our garage and all this stuff. Like, you got to leave. What are you doing? Uh, And he explains this is dangerous. And so you understand what can happen? Like, Elf can get killed. And it's just, you can't let any of this happen because it's so dangerous for Elf. And he says, and Elf's like, I only let Pete in because he told me you were friends. And then Elf, of course, again, brings up Fapiano, saying we're all a little uh, needy and insecure, and we all sometimes need to prove that we're good people. And so he's just trying to be a good person and help out Pete. 
Then Willie then explains the situation to Pete, that Elf is now a part of their family, they have to protect him, and all this. And they kind of seem to be like, alright, you know, Elf is kind of vouching for this guy, they've been sitting and talking and chatting, and so they end up offering Pete to stay and eat uh, whatever sort of Thanksgiving meal they can they can scrounge up, which they find out all they really have in terms of turkey are some turkey frankfurters that they're going to throw in the microwave. Uh, but Brian asks him, uh, so anyways, they offer Pete to stay and eat, and then Brian asks him to come to his play the next day, which is all very quick here, that all of a sudden this guy's like a big friend of the family or something and then this is where we get a quick little side note of elf saying he wishes he could go and like that's the part that sucks is he doesn't really have a chance to go see brian outside of the house and this is where willie reveals a giant picnic bag basket that has a massive viewing hole uh that he made so the elf can go watch brian in his play which i felt was such a weird addition in this part of the episode where they're clearly worried about this random homeless person who's now in their home, who now knows they have an alien, and they've invited him to stay for dinner. Like, they clearly, they're already like, yeah, we trust this guy 100%. Why not? Why wouldn't we? And then they're just like, oh, Elf, we made you a picnic basket that's big enough for you that you could look and watch Brian's play. <laughs> it's so strange. But just then, there's a single ring of the telephone. And when Lynn answers, no one is there. So Pete knows what's about to happen, and he says, I gotta run off and wash my hands. So he leaves the kitchen, and the Tanners are so trustworthy of this guy, it is strange. So regardless of the fact that Elf kind of vouched for him, there's a 0% chance that I would let him just walk around in my house. I definitely wouldn't have let him just venture off into another part of the house while we're all in this, the other part of the house. It's just so strange. It is so strange the 180 they make from the moment they see him to be like, ah, you're a good guy. But when he goes into the other room, he heads out to meet the task force out front. And he walks over, he gets inside their truck, and we see that Pete has had a change of heart. He explains to the task force, when they're like, where's the alien? He's like, I am the alien. The officers, of course, they immediately scold him. They kick him out of the truck and they tell him to never call again and they drive off. So Pete, he kind of has the weight of the world off his shoulders. He comes back into the house. He goes into the kitchen. He sits down and he eats some turkey hot dogs with the Tanners and with Elf. And after that sweet little scene, we have Brian rehearsing his role in the play as Elf portrays Squanto the Indian. Uh, they go back and forth a little bit, and they talk about their differences, and uh, we get a nice message about how everyone's the same under their skin, and that we all need to be good to each other. And then Lynn then asks some of the, uh, or she ends up reading some of the narration of the play, talking about how many uh, come to America and they still do to this day for a new and better life. And uh, Willie also chimes in and says they also come from Melmac. And so that episode, so this wraps up the two-part um, episode here. Uh, it ends with the family telling Pete goodbye. He thanks them all for everything. And Willie says, boy, I hope he keeps in touch. And Elf says, I'm sure he will. He took our phone. Ha ha ha. And the episode ends. So as always, we like to determine if an episode should be deemed a Thanksgiving classic. And for this, I'm giving it a... Oh, wow.
way, Jose. This one was a bit hard for me to give a no way, Jose, but the biggest reason is this episode just seems so scattered and kind of dumb. I mean, I do get some of the slight Thanksgiving feels, if that's even a thing, with the Tanners going next door, but the Flaky Pete character didn't do much for me. I I didn't like how nonchalant Willie was about this guy just hanging out in his garage and how quickly Pete was able to change his mind, and I have a hard time believing he wouldn't have given up Elf a person, or a person, an alien he had just met for five grand. It's just, it all seems so sweet, like more than it needed to be, and it had sweet moments, and I I think it's worth giving a watch, but I'm certainly not going to go out of my way to watch this again because it was just okay. And I don't know if that's me seeing and watching Elf through 2023 eyeballs compared to when I would have probably first watched this sometime in the 90s, but it just didn't hit. And I was a little bummed. I was expecting more out of this episode, and I just didn't get it. Uh, So that wraps up our first official Thanksgiving episode of the season, and I'm looking forward to what we have ahead for the rest of the month. So next week, we're covering a TV show that became pretty synonymous with Thanksgiving and we're covering uh, the episode titled The One Where Underdog Gets Away from the first season of Friends. We did uh, we covered Friends earlier this year for thanks uh, for Valentine's Day but I know that this show's true bread and butter is Thanksgiving episodes. So I'm excited to give it a watch. I haven't watched much of these episodes. Uh, I mentioned it on the Valentine's Day episode that Yeah, I know who the characters are of Friends. I've seen a ton of episodes over the years in bits and pieces, but I've never sat and watched the whole thing, so I'm not even 100% sure what this first Thanksgiving episode is about, so I'm looking forward to that. But before that episode drops next week, we'll have a new episode of our weekly bonus episodes that we've called The List, dropping on Thursday last week. We counted down my favorite Christmas commercials. In this new episode, we'll be covering the best villains from a Christmas movie or special. So I cannot wait for you all to listen to that one. So I hope this was a good start to the month of November. Uh, And, of course, our Thanksgiving episodes. We've got a few more that we'll be covering as well before we get to that big day. And I want to thank you for giving this one a listen. So don't forget, tune in this coming Thursday. We'll have a new episode of The List before we cover the first Thanksgiving episode of Friends next week. So thanks again for listening. Talk to you all very soon. The TGI Podcast is written, produced, and hosted by me, Matt Yurick. Our social media is available by searching for TGI Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And the music for this outro was provided by Carlo Espin, licensed under CCBY 4.0.